Welcome to episode 225 of the Sports Marketing Huddle, a podcast that looks at all things marketing in the world of sports. Alongside Brian Cristiano, I'm Rob Cressy. Today's topic, the Golden State Warriors versus Cleveland Cavaliers game five. We're going to be looking at this bad boy from a marketing angle. You ready, Brian? I'm ready, dude. So there's a, there's a few topics that I want to dish about. The first one, the Golden State Warriors owners made $11.5 million by there being a game five in the Warriors not sweeping the Cavs. And everyone's like, oh, look how lucky they are. My mind went completely somewhere else. I said, would you rather have a game five where you make $11 million or would you rather have the lifetime value of being the first and only team to go 16-0 and in the playoffs? Brian, I'll ask you that. Which is the better one that you would like? God, lifetime value, dude. It's not. It's not like those guys are hurting for eleven million bucks. And I'm not saying that nobody wants eleven million, regardless. But it's not like they need it. Um, I would, of course, choose the legacy, right? I mean, like, move it away from. Well, first of all, like it's never happened before, so that's freaking amazing, right? Like that's would be an incredible accomplishment. You'd be in the history books forever. Not that they won't be for other stuff, but like that would solidify you in the history books, at least for now. And it reminds me of the Pats do when they almost went undefeated all the way to the through the Super Bowl and then they lost, you know, like you can hate the Pats or whatever, but I was like kind of, and I know they're playing New York. So I'm like hating against myself here, but at the same time, I'm like, it would have been really kind of cool to see that actually happen, to go completely undefeated for a full season. So I feel like it's the same way here where, like, I'm, I'm willing to somewhat root against a home team to just see something, like, epic happen. And I feel like from uh, the Warriors' perspective, like, why would you not want that to happen? $11 bucks is for, like, the lifetime value or the legacy. I completely agree with you. I think the LTV of this is the significantly more important part of this. So next thing uh, – Brian, as we were talking about Kevin Durant earlier in the year and how this affects his legacy, he had so much backlash from the media, uh, for whatever that's worth, in terms of him moving from Oklahoma City to Golden State. But right now, it looks like he's uh, he's the favorite to win finals MVP. And very much we live in this always-on media culture where it's hot takes no, there's no accountability. And Kevin Durant is one win away from being finals MVP and winning a championship. And there is a commercial that's running uh, during the NBA playoffs of Dr. J talking about the playoffs. And he said, the only thing that matters if you have one of these rings. How much do you think Kevin Durant winning uh, an NBA championship and or winning finals MVP being the best player will affect his marketability. Amazing, dude. Amazing, right? Like, doesn't it kind of shove it in the face of all the haters that thought it was a bad idea at the time? 100%. I mean, what, what a better way to win than to actually win and to go, ha like, this is what I was trying to do, man. Like, I love it. I think it's, I think it's awesome. Like, and of course, from a marketing standpoint, dude, his, his points go through the roof. Like, why would you not want to be a part of a guy that not only like, took a big risk, made a statement, and then followed through and did it. Like, those are the players that brands want to be a part of, and it's pretty damn cool. 
And I think the most overlooked thing about Kevin Durant is it's easy to say, oh my, he just he just jumps on board with this super team. But what about the thousands of jump shots that he did in practice when no one's looking that he still had to bring this certain level of excellence that it's very easy to talk about uh, how easy it would be for a player just because he's playing with Steph Curry and Draymond and Clay Thompson. But guess what? Kevin Durant still had to deliver on his end. The Warriors still had to find a way to mesh together because they wouldn't be the first super team who didn't work out for whatever reason. So I feel like that's a very – nobody wants to talk about that. It's much easier to say he took the easy way out. But I don't see an easy way out in this. I, I'll go back to what we initially said it just it drives me nuts to think that people would hate on a guy for putting himself in a better situation for accomplishing his own goals because number one thing that he wants to do is win an NBA championship. How are you going to do so? And you're going to be the best player? It's just, for, for yeah. me, I'm extremely happy about Kevin Durant, and I think that you're going to see the marketability of Kevin Durant explode from this. And the people who were chirping, they're not going to have much to say when he has – all this hardware talking about it because he was able to back it up. And I think that's the biggest thing is if he couldn't back it up, sure, bring on the criticism. But this dude balled out. Yeah, buddy. And what? And what? You know, like, did right. it. And, and I think that's the thing, right, is it's like you can't win a championship without the right team. So he felt he didn't have the right team. He wasn't in the right city. So he he went to where he thought he did have it, and now he's proving that that was the smart move. So you can't take it away from him, right? Like, just so – like, it's, it's not just because of the team. You're right. He still had to show up and perform. It's not like he just, like, sat on the bench and got a ring. Like, it's a different story. So, dude, I, I think it was the right move all the way. And I don't remember what we said in that episode because it's probably over 100 and something ago. But it was an earlier episode. But I do think that that's what you and I said. Like, why would you not take advantage of an opportunity when it's in front of you? You're just going to sit there and, and lose? Like, if your goal is to – it is to win this championship. You're going to sit on a team where you know it's probably not going to happen. You just go, oh, well, no, dude, you take the opportunity and you do what you got to do. And that's what he did. I love it. And one thing that I've, I've learned from this is you have to silence the ha- haters. And this can be your friends, your family, your coworkers, people on social media. Just worry about you and your goals in your life. And the more that you put yourself number one in terms of what you're doing, and I'm not saying – you're not helping others along the way. I'm just saying your number one source needs to be yourself, not that I need to please the media or my friends or family because at the end of the day, we're all going to die. And the last thing you want to do is regret and sit back and be like, man, I can't believe I didn't take that chance because everybody on Twitter would have said something about it. Yeah, really. That's, like, that's just- Dude, and you can't do big things without collecting haters, right? You can't even be Kevin Durant. Without without collecting some hate. It's just the truth, man. You do big things, people are going to talk some trash. So just accept it. It's part of the journey. All right, let's get to the next thing. Speaking of journeys, this is a trilogy for the NBA. Brian, the NBA playoffs have been less than exciting because of the dominance of both the Cavs and the Warriors. And in the first two games, games of the NBA Finals, the Warriors certainly were the most dominant team there. Do you think a trilogy and maybe even a – what's after a trilogy? What's four? Uh, a lot. <laughs> is, too, too many. I don't is know. that good for the NBA? Because I believe it is. Yeah. And the ratings are showing that it is yeah. because these are the highest rated NBA finals since the Michael Jordan Bulls era. 
Yeah, dude. I mean, think about it, right? Because what starts to happen is when you get a dynasty or a couple of dynasties playing, even when they're not in your city, they're not your team, you start to talk about them, you start to pay attention. And then when the games happen, they get into the playoffs, they get into the finals, you're paying attention, even though they're not necessarily the team you follow, but because you want to see, can the dynasty do it? Can they win? And I think that that's why if you look at um, teams in other leagues that have had some level of dynasty, like the Pats, right? Dude, like when they're in a play... Ratings are through the roof. Yankees, Red Sox, like ratings are through the roof. Why? Because they're the dynasty teams that like, hey, they might not be my team, but I know who they are. I know the players. I know why they're going to, you know what I mean? And I think this is that exact same scenario where it's like, dude, they're creating dynasty level here. People are going to pay attention. You don't even have to be a fan of the team. So it's interesting as an outsider, even though you're not a fan of the team. And that's what, that's what makes ratings go up. I think it's great for the NBA. I think it's great for the teams. I think a trilogy uh, passes the mom test. And the mom test is if you're going to ask your mom about the NBA finals, does she know anything? Does she know the name LeBron James or Steph Curry or God forbid, Kevin Durant? Get this. Kevin Durant might be getting close to mom test. I don't know if he's quite there yet. I believe Steph Curry would pass the mom test. I believe LeBron James would pass the mom test. I don't believe Draymond Greenwood yet, but I believe Kevin Durant is close. I know my dad, who's who lives in Pittsburgh, he's a sports fan who plays basketball but doesn't follow the NBA consistently. He's gonna watch tonight because he's like he's like, Who's this Kevin Durant guy? I'm like, Well, daddy's led the NBA in scoring four times. He's an MVP (laughs) on the team. But Right there is a is a casual observer, and yep. those are the things that leagues are trying to do of building brand equity. And Brian, this is going to segue us into our last topic. One thing that the NBA does, has done a very good job of, which is very under the radar, radar is the length in which their playoffs is. The NBA yep. has the longest playoffs of any professional sport. Uh, why is that important? I believe, and I saw this on Colin Cowherd's show. The MLB has the the shortest playoffs from they have a really long regular season in the playoffs. It's like, boom. But the point he was making was, why is it that the shortest part of your season is when people care the most, mm. when the stakes are the highest? So you Good take point. the NBA, who I want to say it's like a 67-day playoff run or, or something along those lines, and the NHL was just a few days after that. And the reason that that's important is – there was times, I think it was like between games one or two or two and three in the finals, when I was like, man, these guys aren't playing for like three days. Well, guess what everybody's doing? They're talking about it in the media. Are the Warriors uh, the greatest team ever? Could they beat Michael Jordan's Bulls? Is Kevin Durant better than LeBron James? What's LeBron's legacy? What happens if they get swept? And now for those three days, everyone's talking about the NBA. So for those 67 days, the NBA is number one in sports media, throwing that to baseball, completely irrelevant. It's a very under-the-radar thing, which I think if MLB wants to get uh, more casual fans in excitement, I think that they should elongate their playoffs. What do you think? I don't know. It's very interesting to me, right? Like, is it because of the length of the playoffs that people care? Maybe, maybe that maybe maybe it builds it up a little bit more. But I just wonder, like, is it the difference between people wanting 
uh, longer playoffs or it being in the news cycle or the media cycle longer. So that's why people pay more attention to it. Or is it just because these sports happen to have uh, the attention more than like, let's say an MLB as far as like the general market is concerned. Right. So I'm not really sure it's because of the length, but it is a very interesting way to look at it and say, okay. And, and now that you've really mentioned it and drag, you know, MLB into the mix, I go, yeah, that is kind of weird that their playoffs are so short, but a season is so long. That is a kind of a bizarre thing, right? Whereas, you know, the NBA, honestly, like I almost kind of feel like, oh, it's a little almost too long because the season's reasonably length. And then you're like, oh my God, are we, we're still in the playoffs. It's still happening. Sometimes, you, you know, as a non like super fan, you kind of get that vibe. So I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if it's the length and that's why, or, um, or it's just that the NBA does a better job at capturing the general market's attention than MLB does. But it is very fascinating, and I do I do maybe think that there's something there to consider, especially maybe MLB listening to say like, huh, yeah, maybe maybe we should try to flip this and make the playoffs a little bit more engaging and a little bit longer since we have such a freaking long season anyway, right? I, I think there's something to be said about that more than the NBA. Right, and I think the gold standard is actually the NFL, who doesn't have the luxury of doing series. The NFL is a 365-day-a-year sports topic because you, we, you and I could talk about the NFL right now and the ratings uh, of that show, if there was someone rating our show, would be fantastic because people just love the NFL. So I think it's really important for the, the NHL. They've elongated this, and even though – I don't think we necessarily see them as a main street, mainstream sport. At least they're doing what they can to keep the ongoing conversation because outside of Pittsburgh, the NHL is probably dead until the season starts again. And I know there's an expansion draft and all this other stuff, but for the most part, people aren't going to care. So uh, I, I do think that it's interesting and uh, – it really gives an opportunity for marketers as well to take advantage of this. So, Brian, we're always talking about how do you increase sports fan engagement? If if you as a brand are aware at the length of these playoffs, you can then tailor your marketing and content around this a little bit better. Yeah, no. And, and the other thing, though, I think now that you're talking about it, right, we're talking about the NFL as well, it almost kind of makes me go like, well, maybe, maybe a shorter and less better, right? Because – the NFL season is pretty short. There's not that many games, especially compared to the other sports. Um, but it's obviously the most popular as far as, as as far as paying attention to, especially obviously the Super Bowl. It's the most watched sporting event. So, like, maybe the key is not more. Maybe the key is, like, being more dense in short periods of time. And so maybe that's something that we could take away from the NFL. But if I go back to the marketing thing that you just brought up, it's like, well, I do agree. I think it's if you if you really understand the length of these playoffs and what could happen and what teams are in it or have the chance to be in it, um, yeah. How can you you have a longer opportunity to tell a brand story in that amount of time to get on board to be a part of the conversation? And that is, of course, uh, an advantage when we're talking about marketing. Yeah, and it's really for me the brand engagement. Thinking of smaller brands, one thing that I've seen, which we always talk about authenticity, Brian, and it just pains me when I see Game Five. Warriors versus Cavs and someone won't put any specifics. It'll just be like Cavs versus Warriors tonight at 9 p.m. And then there's just like a generic basketball photo and you're just like, oh man, you guys are so missing the opportunity of just ask a question at the end of that and put a picture of Kevin Durant and LeBron James and your engagement will be significantly better. But I digress. So Brian, uh, what takeaway do you have from this? 
Oh, man, we cover so many different topics here. What's my takeaway? What's my takeaway? I, I think it's look at how you can dominate your market, right? So if we're talking about the Warriors, um, you know, we're talking about building a dynasty. Look at how much more attention you get. Look at how many more people watch when you're when you're dominating the market versus just participating in it. So if we're talking about marketing, if we're talking about building a business, we're talking about sports, like how can you literally be the best and the loudest at what you do so that everyone's paying attention because you get exponentially more attention. People pay more attention to you when you're dominating like this. It's just true. So I think regardless, we're talking about the Warriors Cavs or we're talking about, you know, business in general, I think that there's something to really consider about, hey, you know, it's not just about participating. Like, can I participate and become the best at this thing? And looking at the opportunities you can take advantage of to that'll put you in a position to become the best, right? You, you get a, It's exponential when you have that level of attention. For me, it goes down to long-term thinking. So the LTV of if they went 16-0, Kevin Durant's long-term thinking and the marketability around it, uh, the trilogy, the long-term thinking around it, even the long-term thinking of extending our playoffs there. The more that you personally and brands can have long-term thinking in what they're doing, relationship building, uh, the better because those are the brands and people who are going to win because uh, you'll be around for the longest and that's when you can reap the payday. And it's actually the hardest to have long-term thinking because you so much want to see immediate gratification and success. But take the elite athletes that we're watching in the NBA Finals and allow that to be an example for you of look at how much hard work has gone into seeing Kevin Durant and LeBron James and Steph Curry get to where they are now. That is millions of jumpers. Uh, that's a long-term plan. Have that exact same thing with your relationships, but still try and execute flawlessly on a short-term basis. As always, thanks for listening. You can subscribe to the Sports Marketing Huddle on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher.